Good morning, all. Now, I don't know how you would feel if you, if you were in Jehoshaphat's army. You have a battle ahead of you, which in human eyes you could not possibly win. You're outnumbered, you're outclassed by this army. And, uh, you know, naturally, <laughs> Jehoshaphat looks to God. What do you do in an impossible situation? Pray. Um, and, uh, and he follows the direction of rather than being given an amazing military strategy, he is told to worship God. Now, how would you feel if you were under Jehoshaphat's command going into that battle? You don't have to answer me. But it's, uh, it's, it's a scary thought. But I think it says something about worship, about how powerful worship can be in our lives. And actually, as human beings, the most transformative thing we can do is worship. Now, we all worship. Whether you believe in God or not, we all worship something. And there's a scary quote that says, and taken from, adapted from the Bible, is that we become like what we worship. If you worship materialism, money, what would you become like? If you worship God, what will you become like? It's a challenge to us, isn't it, as Christians? What place does worship play in our walk with God? Not just on a Sunday, but throughout the week. And there's something about, I think, about genuine worship, heartfelt worship, worship coming from a place of not going through the motions, but coming from a heartfelt appreciation of what God has done for us, of who he is. And I think so often in church, whether it's uh, quite traditional churches or even quite modern churches, sometimes we can be quite consumed or concerned with the presentation of our worship. Is it slick? Does it flow well? Is it a great band? You know, are they great, you know, fiery <clears throat> hymns? And we can put a lot on the actual presentation and actually we can miss the heart engagement of connecting with God. And I think one of the greatest blessings we have as the people of God is that the presence of God is accessible to us. In other words, we can meet with the living God wherever we are when we choose to worship and engage in prayer. And I think that's something we should be very careful about not losing sight of in our worship services. You know, it's great to uh, put practice into hymns, bands, those kind of things. It's great to spend time crafting sermons. But are we bringing our heart to it? Are we trying to meet with God or are we going through the motions? And I think that's a question that we need to ask ourselves. And that's a question I think I need to ask myself quite often, actually. Am I engaging with the heart? Do I want to encounter the presence of God or am I going through the motions? And I think as a church, actually, we need to, as, corporately as a people, value that sense of God's presence. <clears throat> as I say, there's something, there's something transformative about worship. There is something transformative about the presence of God. The New Testament says, uh, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
And there's something about, actually, as people, as we come into God's presence, we encounter ourselves greater freedom. Freedom from the things that perhaps wears down the worries of our life. We grasp perspective on our situation. We grasp that sense of God is with us. He's in this. We may even physically feel, almost physically feel like burdens are lifted off. The presence of God at times can be tangible. It can be so real to us. And not just to us as Christians, but also uh, to non-believers as well. I've seen time and time again situations where uh, non-believers have come into a church environment where there's been worship and they've encountered Jesus. Think about a, a, a lad. I used to work at a youth congregation in Cheltenham where we'd often have about over 200 people gathered together for a youth worship event. And um, <clears throat> the local chaplain uh, w- was chatting to this uh, lad, Ed, who was new to the university in um, Francis Close campus in Cheltenham. And he said, why don't you go along to this particular church? And uh, this guy, Ed, was quite intrigued and went along, wasn't a Christian, and uh, just wanted to hang out. And he just spent the time at the back of this church whilst this worship event was going on. And I could just see that actually during the worship, he was really touched by the presence of God. He was tearful. God was doing something. There was a curiosity, but he wasn't a Christian. He'd never encountered God before. So I remember towards the end, I went over to him and said, Ed, what's going on? He says, I just feel the presence here. I just feel something here. I said, well, could I pray for you? And I began to pray for him. And that sense of the presence and the power of God just overwhelmed him even more. He um, went over in the, in, under the power of God's spirit and had an encounter with Jesus and chatted with him afterwards. And he was quite an intellectual guy and it kind of gave him quite a lot to process. So I gave him a, a white Jesus booklet that explained the faith and caught up with him later on that night. And he gave his life to Jesus after reflecting on that experience he had and uh, processing it with the aid of that book. And there's something about the presence of God that brings us closer to him, that changes and transforms us, and even convicts people to his reality. And it's happened in this church as well, where people have sensed something of God's presence coming in, um, in this environment. So what are we doing when we worship? Do you know, part of what we do is that we, we sing songs when we worship, when we gather together on days like today. We sing songs, we speak words that usher in the presence of God, that usher in actually his power and his grace. Do you know, it's quite often those times where we do sense the, the presence of God, it's those times where we say, I'm going to worship God, I'm going to engage with him. And as we do that corporately, Jesus says, when two or more gather in my name, there I'll be. Now, in one sense, God is always present, isn't he? We know that God is everywhere. But when I talk about the presence of God, God sometimes is present. His, his presence is manifest. In other words, he's, his presence can be discerned more. He is present. He is here to bless, to release power. It re- it's often quite a comforting thing as well. Do you know, also in worship, as we come together and worship, we're actually called to partner with what God wants to do in our lives, in the lives of other people as well. Do you know, God, he's not limited by us in terms of what he does, but he does choose to work through us. And I think, actually, as the people of God, we have an onus to be open to what actually God wants to do in our lives and in other people's lives. 
And it's quite often, actually, when we see God's Spirit move, it's often as people step out, as they're prompted by God in worship. Quite often here, actually, during uh, communion, we will just try and share anything we believe the Lord might be saying, conditions he may want to hear, what's going on in people's lives. And often the Holy Spirit releases those kind of words or information because actually he wants to meet with those people. He wants to do something in his life and he'll prompt someone else to do that. And, do you know, in all honesty, the times where I've seen God work more, most powerfully has been when people have responded to some of those promptings of the Holy Spirit. And it can happen in church context. It can happen outside. A few weeks ago, um, myself and Josie Ann went to the Parkway Pub. Um, normally people go to the Beaufort, and I think they avoid the Parkway for good reason. But we thought, you know, there people need to know about Jesus too, don't they? And uh, we hung out for about half an hour just trying to get to know people. And um, there was a guy sort of purchased at the bar going in and out for a cigarette. And I guess our prayer going in was simply, God, show us what you're doing in this place and um, you know, I just had this sensation in my lower back when I saw this guy and this sensation in my left knee and I just kind of sensed maybe he's got a problem with that so I thought I'll try and chat to him and uh, he went out for a cigarette I finished my drink which was a soft drink um, and he was, he, he was coming back in as I was going out I thought right I've got to take the most of this opportunity so I asked him how the weather was he said fine he starts walking on I said mate can I ask you a weird question and he goes yeah go on then but whatever it is I didn't do it you know kind of humorously and I just sort of said to him um, by any chance do you have a bad back and a bad left knee and he was like yeah that's exactly what happened I fell off my bike a few years ago and I see my chiropractor regularly and uh, you know I just sort of said well I'm a Christian and sometimes God just gives me promptings and just highlights particular people and conditions they might have believe God wants to heal that and we had this conversation and he asked well where are you from and I said well we're from St. Michael's Church and what was interesting is it turned out that he did an alpha course here and used to come along but then kind of fell away but we asked if we could pray for him there and there in the pub and he was like yeah sure and I was like you mean we can actually put hands on you on the pub and pray for him he's like yeah yeah I said where do you want to pray he goes you can pray right here we're at the bar do you want to go sit over there so and, and we did and we began to pray for him and instantly he just felt the presence of God on his back. He just felt this warmth and uh, often that's indicative of the Holy Spirit healing. And it was just in response to one of those little prompts. And I think actually in worship, as we, whether that's outside the church or inside the church, as we open ourselves up, just those little promptings of the Spirit, actually we, we start to partner with God. And sometimes it does lead to quite actually kind of overtly supernatural things happening. But actually I think that's something for all of us, actually, and maybe in this environment, maybe actually sometimes you may be prompted to speak out a word of prophecy that would bring encouragement to someone. Perhaps in this environment you may be prompted to speak out in a tongue, which there'll be an interpretation, which yet again will bring, uh, which would encourage people, release hope in their lives. Or it may be that God will stir you, There's that he wants to bring healing to a particular thing. Do you, do, you, do you get the idea? Actually, in worship, as we engage with God and we open ourselves up, it can often release the power and the presence of God. And that's not just for a few select people, but in the New Testament. Actually, this is a widely spread thing. You read through Corinthians, and uh, they were 
these things were normal to that particular congregation. It wasn't just the apostles who were operating in these things. And, uh, you know, in the power, as we worship God, as we open ourselves up to him, amazing things can happen in our lives. And there's something about worship that advances God's kingdom as well. You know, in our reading, Jehoshaphat, he didn't win the battle by an amazing military strategy. He simply worshipped, and the people who followed him worshipped with him. And what happened is God showed up, and God fought for him. And it's like that when we respond, actually, to those promptings of God as we're open and obedient to him, or, you know, we have big burdens in our own life. Actually, as we turn to God and worship, often we find out that God is at work. He's fighting for us. He does the work, but he likes to partner with us, and he likes us to invite him. And I think some of that is key in worship, is that place of obedience. And I just want to talk a bit about what obedience looks like in the context of our worship. And I believe obedience is partly responding to those prompts of the Spirit, but it's also actually to cultivate a life that is open to God and to His Spirit. It's about living a life that honors Him and worship not just being about what we do on a Sunday, but actually Monday to Friday as well. As well as responding to those promptings. And I think as we live that kind of life, often we'll see more of those promptings as well. And I just want to encourage all of us here, actually, that we're all invited to know God intimately. We're all invited to connect with him and worship. And I'd hate for anyone to count themselves out. Maybe you're here and you think, well, Jim, you don't know what I'm really like, or you don't know the mistakes I've made. You don't know the mistakes I make and the things I struggle with. And really, in worship... We shouldn't let what's wrong with us get in the way of what's right with God. And and part of our worship is actually giving to God what he deserves. And actually, as we begin to worship, even in our brokenness, even with our thoughts, that's when we encounter the presence of God. And when we encounter the presence of God, that's what's really going to change us, okay? That's what really helps us to be more Christ-like. That's what brings us more freedom. That's what won the battle for Jehoshaphat. And that will bring us greater freedom and liberty in our own lives as we set our hearts and our affections on Jesus. And as we do that, we will see more displays of his presence and more displays of his power. Why don't we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are an amazing and a powerful God. You are a God who brings change and transformation, even in the midst of difficult circumstances. And Jesus, you invite each and every one of us to be worshippers of you, to be people who are open to your presence. And Jesus, we say, give us worshipping hearts and help us to be a people who are open to your presence and also open to your promptings as well, God. Lord, we pray that as a church that you would bless us with more of your power and more of your presence, that we ourselves would encounter greater freedom in worship, but also as well that those who don't know you would encounter you and that we would see your kingdom uh, grow, advance outside of the four walls of this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.